It's time now for a special edition of Encounter with your host, Evan Fowler. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us on this special encounter broadcast. We're going to, you know, you never know what you're going to get with a special encounter. And today is one of my favorite kinds of things to do, and that's to have a conversation with one of our ministry partners. You know, that's what Bot Radio Network is all about. Uh, Bible teaching, Christian news and information, and today we're going to talk about one of the great Bible teaching programs that we have on the air. And some of you are going to know about this one. It's called Focal Point, but some of you have probably never heard it. And I really want to encourage you to take the time to make the time to listen to this broadcast. It's heard every day here on Bot Radio Network, and I mean every day, including Saturday and Sunday. During the week, it's on at 1.30 uh, in the afternoon, and this is Central Time. Or for some of you who work different shifts or wake up in the middle of the night, 3.30 a.m. is the time, again, central time. And if you're living, uh, you know, out on the West Coast, Fresno, Modesto, uh, you'll need to look up the time. You can go to our website, botradionetwork.com. You can find all, find all kinds of information there, including the uh, program schedules and information about the programs, as well as links to the programs. And, you know, it's it's toward the end of the year here, this is the time of year when most of the ministries, if not all of them, that are on the air with us uh, receive a good portion of their budget. And, you know, it's important that, that we support the programs that we, that we enjoy. And by enjoy, I mean the ones that minister to us, the ones that uh, make a difference in our lives. And, you know, really all of the programs that we have on the air do that in one way or another. But I want to focus on Focal Point today. And in just a moment, we're going to be talking with Mike Fabaris. He is the teacher on the Focal Point broadcast. I want to read a little bit of information about Focal Point Radio Ministries. Uh, it's the Bible teaching ministry of Dr. Mike Fabaris since 1998. They've been around for a while. Focal Point has been delivering relevant and accurate Bible teaching on the radio, online, and in print. Focal Point's primary medium is a daily radio broadcast on about 700 outlets across the United States and internationally on the web. Millions of people are reached through the broadcast and online. It began with a Sunday broadcast on two Southern California radio stations on July 24th of 1998. Soon after its launch, Focal Point later expanded to a Monday through Friday program. And as I said, it's on Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday here on Bot Radio Network. So there are plenty of opportunities to hear it. Uh, in addition to the daily radio program, Focal Point offers additional resources on its website, and that website is focalpointministries.org, and I'll repeat that at least a couple of times uh, before the end of this broadcast. Uh, here you can find audio and video of Pastor Mike's sermons, free MP3 downloads, devotionals, videos answering frequently asked questions, and much more. You can also access the radio program sermons and devotionals through the Focal Point app. Focal Point is able to provide these resources free of charge because of the generous support of our listeners, which I mentioned just a little bit ago. Focal Point works diligently to be a lean-running ministry, and this is something I didn't know until I was preparing for today's broadcast. But in addition to Mike, there are only two, count them, two full-time employees uh, at the Focal Point ministry. And what that means is that when you give to Focal Point, uh, that, uh, those funds are being used very, very efficiently. And uh, so that, that's a real testament to, how, you know, how, how leanly and how efficiently you can run a, media, a radio ministry. 
Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Mike, and then I'm going to ask him to tell us a lot more about his background, his family, uh, his training, and so forth. He's the founding pastor of Compass Bible Church in South Orange County, California, and he's been in pastoral ministry for more than 25 years. He's committed to clearly communicating God's Word verse by verse and encourages his listeners to apply what they have learned to their daily lives, which is really what Bot Radio Network is all about. Mike, thank you for joining us on this broadcast today. It's great to be here, Evan. Thanks for having me. All right, well, catch us up a little bit. Um, we're going to assume that, that many of our listeners are not really familiar with Mike Fabaris or with Focal Point. So kind of give us the primer. Uh, tell us about you, your family, your training, where you came from, how you learned to teach the Bible. Right, right. Well, before I do, I got excited just having you talk through the history of Focal Point. That that was exciting. Yeah. And and just to just to clarify, I mean, not only do we only have two full time employees, you said in addition to me. And and I'll tell you what, and this is unique in our case. It, I have zero financial connection at all to Focal Point. I don't take a salary from it. I don't take a expense account. I I just am. Uh, I'm there to donate all of my preaching to this ministry because what we realized early on is that we. We could pour a lot of money and resources into the organization, or we could just funnel it all into those radio spots and radio stations around the country. And the only reason we're at about 755 stations right now in the country is because we are a lean and mean organization. We have volunteers, an army of volunteers that man the phones, that deal with all kinds of things from stuffing envelopes and, you know, taking uh, counseling calls and all the things that we wow. do. They're a great team, but I'll tell you, it is wonderful. We realize what, what we don't need is more money in our pocket. What we need is more of the Word of God out on more and more stations. And so we're excited about that. And it started for me way back at Moody Bible Institute when I was a student. I was a brand new student uh, sent out there by my dad. It was very clear about what he wanted his boys to do in terms of their education. And that is whatever you choose to study, we need a, a year of Bible education and in a formal training setting before you go to the university or the college or wherever you're going to head off to. So I marched off dutifully to uh, Chicago from sunny Southern California, which was uh, quite a shock. No doubt. Coat and figure out what snow was all about. And, <laughs> and I went out there, and God just got a hold of my heart within the first two months. I mean, I, just a radical shift in my life, realizing that uh, I couldn't just think about my life, my plan, my desires, my aspirations and ambitions. I really had to lay my life before the Lord and say, what do you want to do with me? And it was interesting for me because I just had no idea. I, I just knew that was the right thing that I think every Christian ought to do. And I was young enough to have that be something that was possible as a freshman in college. And I just sat there for a year, just wondering what God would do with the direction of my life, and I wasn't sure. Of course, at Moody and at a lot of good Bible schools, they force you to do all kinds of ministry just to get your, your feet wet and all kinds of different things, teaching Sunday school and visiting old folks' homes and door-to-door -door evangelism. So I was doing all those kinds of things, and about a year after I made that just real clear, God, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm willing to do it, you know, kind of signing the blank check before he fills it in, uh, it became increasingly clear that uh, God would have me teaching the Bible. And uh, I loved it. I mean, I just saw a great response from people every time I got a chance to teach God's Word. And while I got a long way to go still, you know, years and years later, 
I, I still love it. I still step into the, the pulpit every weekend and during the week and in the evenings when I do all my teaching. And I just love to teach the Word of God. And as you said, Eben, in the intro, I, I want to make it relevant. I want to make it clear. I'm not making the Bible relevant. I should correct myself. I want to reveal the Bible's relevance. Right. I want to show how relevant God's Word is. Here's what it says about itself, right? It's living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces down to start dividing and, 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 and separating things in our lives that we think are so you know, uh, conjoined that they can never be separated. God's Word can do surgery in our hearts and change our, our, our lives. And so all I'm trying to do every week is take this living and active Word and do the homework, be a good student who can rightly divide it and, and bring it to the people of God. And like you said, we didn't have any backers. We didn't have some you know, big sugar daddy come in and say, hey, we're going to pay for you to get on all these stations. We started on two stations in Southern California, as you said, and we just thought, well, if this is something God is in, maybe it'll, uh, maybe it'll start paying for itself, and it'll deal with itself, and, and it'll take off. And slowly and slowly and slowly through the years, it did. And we're so grateful. That since back then in the 90s, uh, God has continued to bless this ministry. And we look at things like BOT, our partnership with you guys, and we say, here's a brand new part of the country. We've never really had a, a, a footprint in, but I think God's Word relevantly taught can change people's lives. And so we partnered with you guys, and we're just going to see what's going to happen. And, and it really, we're kind of the new guy on the block. Like you, like you said, a lot of people don't know Focal Point. They haven't been exposed to the ministry yet. But we want to see if there's a place for us here to teach the relevance of God's Word on a day-to-day basis. We're going to dig deep. We're going to go broad. We're going to try to make sure that you don't leave the Word of God just having a, uh, you know intellectual experience, although we want to have that. Uh, but we want to make sure we become doers of the Word. So that's what my ministry is all about. That's what my passion is all about. That's what I wake up in the morning to do. I was just out in the parking lot before I came into my office this morning talking with some other pastors that rolled in at the same time. We just want to see God's Word get a hold of people's lives and change their lives. So I'm excited to be a part of what's going on at BOT, and we really look forward to seeing you know, what kind of reception we'll have on the BOT network and see what kind of people might uh, say, hey, we'd like to partner with you. We'd like to keep you on the, on the, on the air, and, and we're excited about all of that and looking forward to continued uh, time and, and days and days of broadcasting God's Word on Bot Radio Network. And, you know, it takes time with any new ministry on the air. We've found this. It, it can take, uh, you know, two, three, four years before it really begins to take hold and, and, and to build the, the listenership as people begin to appreciate the specific gifts that God has given you in terms of teaching. And, you know, just listening listening to your voice, I, I love the enthusiasm that comes through, and, and that same enthusiasm is there when you're teaching the Bible. Uh, one of the things, and, and I mentioned this when I read this brief bio, it says, uh, uh, you're committed to clearly communicating God's Word verse by verse and encouraging your listeners to apply what they've learned to their daily lives. I wanted to ask you what, uh, and I'm just going to throw this question at you, what are some of the issues right now that are going on in this world around us where you particularly feel the Lord is leading you to dig into the Word of God to help people understand how to cope with the things going on around us? Right. Well, you know, we could preach a sermon to our grandparents, and even our parents maybe, depending on how old you are, and really not spend a lot of time describing why the Word of God is the Word of God. But today, I mean, we've got to do a lot of work, a lot of background work, to maybe show to a new generation why the Word of God isn't just uh, man's best opinions about God, but really it's, you know, it's God's truth on paper. He's revealed Himself in the Word. And I think so much of the preaching today uh, can, can miss that. I mean, we can, we can say things that the Word of God says, and 
and never really get to the place where we prove to people in the sermons and with what we're saying, our argumentation, to prove that not only is God's words true, not only is it it's something that is going to stand forever, and it's proven by predictive prophecy and all the characteristics of the word that are not like any other religious book on the planet, uh, but everything that's said about that book needs to be carefully proven to a lot of skeptical people in our generation. Most most people in our generation, whether it's an issue of, of hell or our sexual ethics or, or whatever the gospel might be or shouldn't be, these things are debated like we're debating our favorite ice cream flavors. You know, oh, I like Rocky Road and, and you like orange sherbet, and, and I like, you know, uh, uh, praline pecan. And, and we, ha- we say all these things like, you know, well, that's your opinion, and that's your idea. Well, God's Word is different. And it used to be that the grandparents and, and the great-grandparents that heard the Word taught, they had enough of a background to know we're not dealing with just another book of opinions. We're dealing with God's authoritative Word. The Bible says on multiple occasions that there's only one lawgiver and judge. And that should just, just send a chill up our spine. God has given His descriptions, His his not only self-revelation of who he is, but his instructions as to how we are to respond to who he is. And, and then it says, he's also going to be our, our judge. Our, uh, we're going to have to give an account. Every person I preach to on the radio every day will have to give an account to God for God's truth. And so to think of it that way, well, first of all, we've got to show that that's a reality. But that's the kind of thing that's driving the kind of ministry that I want to have, and that is not just assuming everyone's on the same page, not just rewarming a lot of prepackaged phrases and words and, 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 and Christian ease that we've heard in the past, but do we know what our words mean? Are we sure that this is the Word of God? Are we stretching? Are we just sentimental about these concepts? Are we just using these themes? Or are we really showing that this is exactly what the Word says, and this is what it demands of us? One of my favorite phrases from way back, probably in my Moody days, and I don't even know who told me this, my pastor or professor, but, you know, truth always demands a response, right? Truth has to not only be believed, I mean, it's going to work in us. It's going to do something. As Jesus said after preaching his longest recorded sermon, right, the man who hears these words and puts them into practice, well, he'll, he'll be the wise man who builds his house on the rock. And, and I know we love the gospel of grace, and we understand we're saved by, by grace alone, and, and through faith we understand our, our, our work for salvation and justification is in Christ. But what we sometimes forget, once we get our ticket to heaven, as people sometimes view it, is that God now says, listen, we've got to respond to the Word. We have to live the Word of God out every day. And so we've got to realize how we're responding to the Word is critically important. And what we're trying to do is give people a real good, rational reason for it. Now, I'm not Ravi Zachariah. I'm not all about, you know, apologetics every sermon or, you know, talking about the, the, the uh, you know, the apologetic or philosophical tight, you know,ness of the, of the Christian worldview. I'm just saying in every passage we look at, in every text that we study, are we showing that this is not only relevant to your life, but it's not just another opinion. So I think that's one of the things our world needs most, because I talk to college students, I still speak to high schoolers sometimes, and I just realize they're leaning back, a lot of them going, you know what, I don't have much respect for the Bible. I don't, I don't really care what that book says. Here's what I feel. Here's what, here's what I think. And, and instead of a, a world of opinions, we need to get back to the unchanging, unalterable Word of God, and we've got to make that clear as we preach it. Yeah, I want to ask you a little bit more about that. I'm talking with Pastor Mike Fabaris. He's the teacher on the Focal Point broadcast, focalpointministries.org, heard every day on Bot Radio Network Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. Central Time and 3.30 a.m. Central Time. And as I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, you can go to botradionetwork.com and look uh, for the schedule 
at uh, wherever you happen to be. You can also hear it online on uh, the many different ways that uh, that you can hear Bot Radio Network, whether it's through iTunes or iHeartRadio, our own app on the computer. There, Mike, there are so many different ways uh, that, and it's wonderful that we can reach people all around the world with the the message of the Word of God. Right? Absolutely. And if you think about what you're doing there through Bot Network, you're really blanketing the center of the country with good, relevant teaching that then does oftentimes trigger something in people to say, hey, where, where can I get more of this? And that's why they go to the app store and they find our app, or they go to our websites and they find where our messages are stacked up and they can listen for hours and hours at the gym or as they're watching their kids or whatever they're doing. So Bot Network, you guys are doing a great job. I mean, you've got such a great lineup there, and I'm really privileged to be a part of what you guys are doing. We even joked before we got on the air about our, our middle-of-the-night broadcast. Yeah. I remember working in college, the graveyard shift, and I'll tell you, I listened to Christian radio in, in the daytime, but I remember listening to Christian radio in the middle of the night, and it seemed to have even a more powerful and poignant effect on my hearing, because, you know, it was almost just like me and the radio, you know, I was working this desk, and I, I, I remember thinking, you know, that was such a powerful time with me and the radio beaming in the truth of God's Word to my mind, and I, I just think, man, that's a good time for people to get connected to the truth, and once they find a preacher they really connect with, man, there are all kinds of ways to get that information. And like you said, I know every one of your programs is linked with a hot link to go to their uh, ministry webpage, and right. on those pages you've got all the apps, and there's all kinds of ways to get the Word of God. If the Apostle Paul could see the advantages we have at getting good preaching today, <laughs> I mean, he'd think there's a bunch of spoiled people there in the 21st century. That's for sure. Uh, and I didn't mention, you may not be aware of this, but we are also available on Amazon Echo, which is really significant. I mean, that's becoming the new shall we say, home radio, transistor radio at home. That's right. Uh, you don't have to touch a button, right? You don't have, just, just talk to the silly <laughs> talk to thing. to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter That's unplugs great. it at night because she didn't want it listening to her. But <laughs> <laughs> She's a conspiracist. Right? No. <laughs> she wants the government listening to our conversation. No, no, that's probably but, smart. But it's, it's uh, you know, it's just it's amazing. And, and we hear from people all over the world. I think we're, we, we have uh, information showing that we've got people listening in 160-some countries. I don't even know how many wow. countries there are these days. But it's because of, uh, you know, God has provided uh, that technology so that, that we can reach even further. Well, Mike, I wanted to ask you, I want to jump back to a couple of things. First of all, we were talking about the fact that, uh, well, first of all, that you're not an employee. You, you are not compensated for your work on, on the ministry. And I think that's, that's admirable, admirable, commendable, and wonderful that, uh, you know, you're just able—essentially, you're donating the gift that God has given you to this ministry, and you've only got two full-time employees. But then you also mentioned that you've got a bunch of volunteers, including some people who do counseling. Tell us a little bit more about the body of volunteers that work for folk, uh, Focal Point Ministries. Well, a lot of times we get these volunteers and we say, hey, you're going to answer phones, and uh, a lot of people want to know more information about the ministry, or they want to know how they can get the app, or they're having trouble with the app. And so a lot of these people learn a lot of the technical matters, at least that's how it started. But then we realize a lot of people call, and they just want to talk about the sermon they just heard. And, you know, it is so great to hear the stories. I have my office here in the church, but I'll walk across the way there and in another building next door where our volunteers are all working in the focal point office, and just to hear them on the phone and just to get a chance to sit with them after they've been on the phone with people, to talk them through their hurts, or, you know, just to pray with people. I mean, it's amazing how gratifying it is for our volunteers to hear from our listeners every day. And, and so 
much of it is just ministering to them in practical ways. Sometimes they're looking for advice or they you know, want to find out, Pastor Mike said something about a book and we, I didn't catch what it was. And so they're answering questions, they're looking up information, they're you know, giving them some direction on this and that. But the most fulfilling ones are the ones that we have where you get a chance just to connect with the heart of our listening audience. And of course, they're dealing with the same kinds of things that our people are in our church. And the people that Man, those phones are usually active members of the church that I pastor, and they're small group leaders, and it's just been a great, great thing for them to, to find that it's more than just kind of pushing papers and looking at Excel spreadsheets to see what stations we can afford to be on this month. is really about uh, the people, and that's what our ministry is all about, making sure we're ministering to the people, and uh, our, our volunteers love connecting with people, and oftentimes it's a, it's a serious thing. We've had people that were ready to end their lives. I mean, I could share some heart-wrenching stories and heard our broad podcast and, and got a hold of us. And, and they said, I put my gun down. I had a guy in a car in a pickup truck in Wisconsin. Mm. He was ready to, to end his life. He tried to find a, a song on a station, he said, trying just to listen to one last song. And he came across this guy talking about forgiveness, talking about God's grace, talking about God's second chances. And he put his gun away in the glove box, drove back home, said he was sorry to his family. And I mean, if you think about those things, here's wow. the guy gets his, not only his spiritual life together, but saved his biological life. When those kind of people call and we hear those things, I mean, there's some tears, there's some Kleenex boxes near the phone there where we do all of our volunteer work. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful blessing for our volunteers, as well as I know it's a lot of blessing for the people that call in and, and get to talk to our volunteers. And, and, you know, you don't get that kind of thing from a country music station or a rock station. You get no, that. They, you, they may push you to pull the trigger sometimes. They, right? Yeah, they very well might. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, it's serious stuff. And, you know, it, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God that changes right. lives, that saved that man's life. We, right. We've received calls from our listeners as well the same thing. And wow, it's uh, it's such a blessing to be able to, to be a, even a small part of that. I mean, that's a life that was saved, and who knows the reverberation that that, that saved life will have eternally, but also just even in the family that that man came from. Right, and think about, I'm sure you get letters like this. We get them all the time. There are guys that have nothing but a radio in a jail cell, in the jail, in the prison. And, and we get letters from these guys. They have time to write. Maybe proportionately they're, they're more, uh, you know, they correspond more than the others. But to hear some of these guys who've hit bottom have their lives turned around because people, our bot network and other networks we're on and other stations are supporting this ministry. They're hearing this for free. They're hearing the message of grace and repentance and second chances and how God can take a broken life and turn it into something productive. And, and they're not only living for eternity, they're starting to really sit down and, and live for their families again and their lives. And man, the, just the effect on those folks, you'll never get a chance to send us you know, any kind of support to pay for that airtime. And you know better than, than any, Evan, how much it costs to run those towers and all that goes on. Right. It's such a wonderful, gratifying thing to know that we're able to help people like that I give. My wife and I give. Even my kids. i got two kids in college, and I think both of them right now are giving monthly gifts to Focal Point. So not only do we not take a salary, we believe in it so much, and we detach ourselves from it. This isn't Mike's ministry. This is God's Word going out. We love supporting it as a family and just uh, giving our monthly support to Focal Point to see it change lives. So it's not a requirement to stay in the family, though. It's, it's voluntary. Well, <laughs> I better check to see if they're all still doing it. Yeah. I know we, we, we love to give to Focal Point. I know I'm giving every month. There you go. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I want to get back to—you mentioned college and high school.
high school students, and I, I wrote down the word millennials, that, that word that we toss around out there. How do, do the younger folks, uh, you know, you talk about the skepticism and the fact that that in, men, in many in the current generation, and, you know, you can use whatever age range you want to talk about, but the Bible does not have the respect, and, the, and it's not held in as much honor as it used to be in, for, in past generations, comparatively. How do you deal with that? What's the best way to get around that and through that? Yeah, and I think, I think it starts, and of course it'd be great for us to change the whole generation of millennials and say, here's the deficiencies and we want to fix them. And we don't want to be curmudgeons just sitting around complaining about the next generation that's coming up. That's too easy to do. We really want to be part of the solution. And, uh, you know, Evan, I just wrote a book not long ago, just came out with Moody Press, that's all about starting in the home. We really need to change things by making sure we're the right kind of parents, and even grandparents are reading this book, to try and make sure that we're raising children to be responsible, that they understand what a Christian work ethic is all about. They understand what chivalry is, what respect for parents is all about. And, and it may make you someone who's kind of out of step with the very permissive age of parents that we live in, the helicopter parents that want to bubble wrap their children. But I do think to get back to the biblical principles of the book of Proverbs and elsewhere, but particularly the Proverbs, and show how we are to raise our children, I think that's the best thing that we can do. Because if our kids can grow up in this generation and be leaders among their peers, uh, they can start to take the things they've learned in our home that's based in Scripture and have a real uh, seasoning effect on their generation. Talk about salt, man. That millennial generation needs that. And I've got, you know, one in high school. I got two in college right now. I got one that's uh, soon to get married this summer. And I realize that the things that they can do as influential people among their peers, and by God's grace that they have done somewhat, I've seen it already take place, um, that, that's what we need. We need those pace setters. They need to realize there's value in sowing spiritual seed, so to speak, in our character and learning God's truth and living it out and applying it, and it's going to bear fruit, not only in the long run, in eternity, and storing up treasure in heaven, but it's going to make a difference in how we go about our work, even how we're compensated and how people, in terms of uh, just how they watch our relationships work out, and soon I trust my son's marriage and his parenting and all the rest. So it's got to start in the home. But I think there it's going to take a kind of purposeful discipleship that is really not happening the way it ought to. We want the best for our kids. We're scared uh, in many ways of the damage the world can do, but that just puts us in a defensive mode. And what I'm trying to get parents to do is be much more offensive. Get in the place where we're going to disciple and build and as the Psalms say, we're going to be like warriors shooting these, uh, these arrows into the next generation with a purpose. And so uh, that's why I wrote the book. Uh, I just came out with Moody Press. It's called Raising Men, Not Boys. Raising Men, Not Boys. And that book is really a lot of parenting principles I've been teaching for years here in my own church. Uh, I know it's labeled uh, to boys and probably 20 percent of it is unique to boys, but 80 percent of it is just the principles we all need to raise our kids in a more purposeful way. And I love that word discipleship, because as Jesus said, you know, every disciple after he's fully trained will be just like his teacher. And I couldn't help but write a book about parenting that really is not just about techniques. It's about changing the culture in your own home. It's about being a parent that's modeling these things for his children. So, uh, you know, it's not just, well, what do I want to tell my kids to get them to shape up? A lot of it is, what kind of discipler am I? And am I really the kind of growing Christian that's going to disciple a growing Christian who's courageous and bold and decisive in the next generation? So I think it's starts in the home, and I think that's my real, I mean, that's been my soapbox lately, because this book that I just finished writing has just come out. I, I want people to see that 
burden and that onus and that responsibility and take it seriously. Because one day, as I said earlier in this interview, there's one lawgiver and one judge will be held accountable. It's called the Bema Seat of Christ. We'll stand and answer to our our, our king and our judge, and, and we'll give an account for what we've done. And as 1 Corinthians 3 says, I'd like, that, I'd like that work of my life to have a lot more gold, silver, and precious stones and a lot less wood, hay, and straw. Oh, that's for sure. And the name of that book is Raising Men, Not Boys, and uh, you can find it everywhere. In fact, I looked it up uh, this morning. It popped up on Amazon. It's got some really good reviews, Mike. Mm, yeah, that? well, that's good to hear. And I have been encouraged by some of those. I don't read them all the time, but occasionally I, I go on and, and see, you know, is the book still there? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, kind of, what kind of impact is it having? And and uh, for a book that just came out, the reviews, I'm very pleased that it's hitting uh, the mark. And I think one of the things that's been encouraging about that book for parents is it's not just theoretical, it gets practical. But I get practical in a way that makes clear. I'm not giving you a template that this is God's way and you got to do it this way. I get into details, but I try to make it clear this is one one way to flesh out the principles of God's Word, whether we're dealing with allowance or dating or cell phones or whatever it might be, and we just take parents all the way from the youngest of years all the way through the teen years. The last chapter is kind of navigating those teen years and just trying to hit all the hot buttons. I mean, all this parenting stuff was fresh in my mind, and as I sat with my wife, we sat on a little uh, break we had one weekend when I wasn't preaching, and we got out of town, went to San Diego, and we sat there and just talked about what are the things, I know we teach it, but that are fresh on our hearts that we've learned about parenting. And so my wife's name may not be on the cover, but a lot of it came through a lot of good and (laughs) prayerful discussions with my wife about how we want to make sure our generation is raising good, godly men and women, really, for the kingdom of God. And so I trust it's helpful. I think it's practical, which is one of the reasons it's kind of struck a nerve. I think the title is helpful, because the millennial generation, as you said, we see a lot of full-grown boys that are in the basement at 30, you know, playing uh, video games and ordering pizza and watching ESPN and, yeah. you know, living with mom and dad. We, we, you know, we need decisive, grown, full-grown men uh, to be coming out of our Christian homes. Amen. Well, Mike, we just ran out of time. I I want to repeat the web address. It's focalpointministries.org. The program is Focal Point, and as I said at the top of the program, I really encourage you to listen to the Bible teaching program that uh, Pastor Mike Fabaris uh, provides every day, 1.30 p.m. Central, 3.30 a.m. Central on most stations. Mike, thank you so much for uh, taking time to update us. Eben, it's been great to be here. Thanks for having me today. Well, for Bot Radio Network, this is Eben Fowler. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Encounter. <laughs> 